Act Two of Edward the Second. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Edward the Second by Christopher Marlowe. Act Two, Scene One, A Hall in Gloucester's House. Enter Spencer Junior and Baldock. Spencer, seeing that our Lord the Earl of Gloucester is dead, which one of the nobles dost thou mean to serve? Not Mortimer, nor any of his side, because the king and he are enemies. Baldock, learn this of me. A factious lord shall hardly do himself good, much less us. But he that hath the favour of a king may with one word advance us while we live. The liberal Earl of Cornwall is the man on whose good fortune Spencer's hope depends. What? Mean you then to be his follower? No, his companion he loves me well and would have once preferred me to the king but he is banished there is small hope of him ay for a while but baldock mark the end a friend of mine told me in secrecy that he's repealed and sent for back again and even now a post came from the court with letters to our lady from the king and as she read she smiled which makes me think it is about her lover gaveston it is like enough for since he was exiled she neither walks abroad nor comes in sight but i had thought the match had been broke off and that his banishment had changed her mind our lady's first love is not wavering my life for thine she will have gaveston then hope i by her means to be preferred having read unto her since she was a child then baldock you must cast it off and learn to court it like a gentleman is not a black coat and a little band a velvet-capped cloak faced before with serge and, and smelling to a nosegay all the day or holding of a napkin in your hand or saying a long grace at a table's end or making low legs to a nobleman or looking downward with your eyelids closed and saying truly and it may please your honour can get you any favour with great men you must be proud bold pleasant resolute and now and then stab as occasion serves spencer thou knowest i hate such formal toys and use them but of mere hypocrisy mine old lord while he lived was so precise that he would take exceptions at my buttons and being like pins heads blame me for the bigness which made me curate like in mine attire though inwardly licentious enough and apt for any kind of villainy i am none of these common patterns i that cannot speak without proper accord living off this jesting here my lady comes enter the king's niece the grief for his exile was not so much as is the joy of his returning home this letter came from my sweet gaveston what needst thou love thus to excuse thyself i know thou couldst not come and visit me reads i will not be long from thee though i die this argues the entire love of my lord reads when i forsake thee death seize on my heart but rest thee here where gaveston shall sleep placing the letter in her bosom now to the letter of my lord the king he wills me to repair unto the court and meet my gaveston why do i stay seeing that he talks of my marriage day who's there baldock see that my coach be ready i must hence 
It shall be done, madam. And meet me at the park pale presently. Exit Baldock. Spencer, stay you and bear me company, for I have joyful news to tell thee of. My lord of Cornwall is a-coming over, and will be at the court as soon as we. I knew the king would have him home again. If all things sort out as I hope they will, thy service, Spencer, shall be thought upon. I humbly thank your ladyship. Come, lead the way. I long till I am there. Axiant. Scene two. Before Tynemouth Castle. Enter the king, the queen, Kent, Lancaster, Mortimer, Jr., Warwick, Pembroke, and attendants. The wind is good. I wonder why he stays. I fear me he is racked upon the sea. Look, Lancaster, how passionate he is. And still his mind runs on his minion. My lord! How now? What news? Is Gaveston arrived? Nothing but Gaveston? What means your grace? You have matters of more weight to think upon. The king of France sets foot in Normandy. A trifle. We'll expel him when we please. But tell me, Mortimer, what's thy device against the stately triumph we decreed? A homely one, my lord, not worth the telling. Prithee, let me know it. But seeing you are so desirous, thus it is. A lofty cedar-tree, fair flourishing, on whose top branches kingly eagles perch, and by the bark a canker creeps me up, and gets unto the highest bough of all, the motto, Eque Tandem. And what is yours, my lord of Lancaster? My lord, mine's more obscure than Mortimer's. Pliny reports there is a flying fish, which all the other fishes deadly hate, and therefore, being pursued, it takes the air. No sooner is it up, but there is a fowl that seetheth it. This fish, my lord, I bear, the motto this, Undique morphs est. Proud Mortimer, ungentle Lancaster, is this the love you bear your sovereign? Is this the fruit your reconcilement bears? Can you in words make show of amity, and in your shields display your rancorous minds? What call you this but private libelling against the Earl of Cornwall and my brother? Sweet husband, be content. They all love you. They love me not that hate my Gaveston. I am that cedar. Shake me not too much. And you, the eagles, saw ye ne'er so high. I have the jesses that will pull you down. And Ique tandem shall that canker cry Unto the proudest peer of Brittany. Though thou compar'st him to a flying fish, And threatenest death, whether he rise or fall, Tis not the hugest monster of the sea, Nor foulest harpy, that shall swallow him. If in his absence thus he favours him, what will he do when as he shall be present? That shall we see. Look where his lordship comes. Enter Gaveston. My Gaveston, welcome to Tynemouth, welcome to thy friend. Oh, thy absence made me 
droop and pine away for as the lovers of fair danae when she was locked up in a brazen tower desired her more and waxed outrageous so did it sure with me <laughs> and now thy sight is sweeter far than was thy parting hence bitter and irksome to my sobbing heart sweet lord and king your speech preventeth mine yet have i words left to express my joy the shepherd nipped with biting winter's rage frolics not more to see the painted spring than i do to behold your majesty oh, will none of you salute my gaviston salute him yes welcome lord chamberlain welcome is the good earl of cornwall welcome lord governor of the isle of man welcome master secretary brother do you hear them still will these earls and barons use me thus my lord i cannot brook these injuries aside ay me poor soul when these begin to jar <sighs> return it to their throats i'll be thy warrant oh, base leaden earls that glory in your birth Go sit at home, and eat your tenant's beef, And come not here to scoff at Gaveston, Whose mounting thoughts did never creep so low As to bestow a look on such as you. Yet I disdain not to do this for you. Draws his sword. Treason! Treason! Where's the traitor? Here! Here! Convey hence Gaveston! They'll murder him! The life of thee shall salve this foul disgrace. Villain, thy life, unless I miss my name. Wounds Gaveston. Ah, oh, furious Mortimer, what hast thou done? No more than I would answer were he slain. Exit Gaveston with attendants. Yes, more than thou canst answer, though he live. Dear, shall you both abide this riotous deed out of my presence come not near the court have i be barred the court of gaveston we'll hale him by the ears unto the block look to your own heads his is sure enough look to your own crown if you back him thus warwick these words do ill beseem thy years nay all of them conspire to cross me thus but if i live i'll tread upon their heads that think with high looks thus to tread me down come edmund let's away and levy men tis war that must abate these barons pride exeunt king edward queen isabella and kent let's to our castles for the king is moved moved may he be and perish in his wrath cousin it is no dealing with him now he means to make us stoop by force of arms and therefore let us jointly here protest to prosecute that gaveston to the death by heaven the abject villain shall not live i'll have his blood or die in seeking it the like oath pembroke takes and so doth lancaster now send our heralds to defy the king and make the people swear to put him down enter a post let us from whence from scotland my lord why 
How now, cousin? How fares all our friends? My uncle's taken prisoner by the Scots. We'll have him ransomed, man. Be of good cheer. They rate his ransom at five thousand pound. Who should defray the money but the king? Seeing he is taken prisoner in his walls, I'll to the king. Do, cousin, and I'll bear thee company. Meantime, my lord of Pembroke and myself will to Newcastle here, and gather head. About it then, and we will follow you. Be resolute, and full of secrecy. I warrant you. Exeunt all but Mortimer and Lancaster. Cousin, and if you will not ransom him, I'll thunder such a peal into his ears as never subject did unto his king. Content. I'll bear my part. Ola! Who's there? Enter guard. I marry such a guard as this doth well. Lead on the way. Whither will your lordships? Whither else but to the king? His highness is disposed to be alone. Why, so he may. But we will speak to him. You may not in, my lord. May we not? Enter the king and Kent. How now? What noise is this? Who have we here? Is't you? Going. Nay, stay, my lord. I come to bring you news. Mine uncle's taken prisoner by the Scots. Then ransom him. Twas in your wars. You should ransom him. And you shall ransom him, or else— What, Mortimer? You will not threaten him. Quiet yourself. You shall have the broad seal to gather for him thorough out the realm. Your minion Gaveston hath taught you this. My lord, the family of the Mortimers are not so poor, but would they sell their land with levy men enough to anger you? We never beg, but use such prayers as these. Laying hold of his sword. Shall I still be haunted thus? Nay, now you're here alone, I'll speak my mind. And so will I, and then, my lord, farewell. The idle triumphs, masks, lascivious shows, and prodigal gifts bestowed on Gaveston have drawn thy treasure dry and made thee weak. Look for rebellion, look to be deposed. Thy garrisons are beaten out of France, and, lame and poor, lie groaning at the gates. The wild Ognel, with swarms of Irish kerns, lives uncontrolled within the English pale. Unto the walls of York the Scots made road, and unresisted drave away rich spoils. The haughty Dane commands the narrow seas, while in the harbour ride thy ships unrigged. What foreign prince sends thee ambassadors? Who loves thee but a sort of flatterers? Thy gentle queen, sole sister to Valois, complains that thou hast left her all forlorn. Thy court is naked, being bereft of those that makes a king seem glorious to the world. I mean the peers, whom thou shouldst dearly love. Libels are cast against thee in the street, ballads and rhymes made of thy overthrow. The northern borderers, seeing their houses burnt, their wives and children slain, run up and down cursing the name of thee and Gaveston. When wert thou in the field with banner spread? But once, and then thy soldiers marched like players, with garish robes, not armor, and thyself bedaubed with gold, rode laughing at the rest, nodding and shaking of thy spangled crest, where women's favours hung like labels down. And thereof came it that the flaring Scots to England's high disgrace have made this jig. Maids of England, sore may you mourn, for your Le Mans you have lost the Paracas born. 
with the heave and the hoe but weeneth the king of england so soon to have won scotland with a rumbolo wigmore shall fly to set my uncle free and when tis gone our sword shall purchase more if ye be moved revenge it as you can look next to see us with our ensign spread exit with mortimer jr my swelling heart for very anger breaks how oft have i been baited by these peers and dare not be revenged for their power is great yet shall the crowing of these cockerels affright a lion edward unfold thy paws and let their lives blood slake thy fury's hunger if i be cruel and grow tyrannous now let them thank themselves and rue too late my lord i see your love to gaveston will be the ruin of the realm and you for now the wrathful nobles threaten wars and therefore brother banish him for ever art thou an enemy to my gaveston ay and it grieves me that i favoured him traitor begone wine thou with mortimer so will i rather than with gaveston out of my sight and trouble me no more no marvel though thou scorn thy noble peers when i thy brother am rejected thus exit kent away poor gaveston thou hast no friend but me do what they can we'll live in tynemouth here and so i walk with him about the walls what care i though the earls begirt us round here comes she that's cause of all these jars enter the queen with the king's niece two ladies gaveston baldock and spencer jr my lord tis thought the earls are up in arms ay and tis likewise thought you favour him thus do you still suspect me without cause sweet uncle speak more kindly to the queen my lord dissemble with her speak her fair pardon me sweet i forgot myself your pardon is quickly got of isabel oh, the younger mortimer is grown so brave that to my face he threatens civil wars why do you not commit him to the tower i dare not for the people love him well why then we'll have him privily made away would lancaster and he had both caroused a bowl of poison to each other's health but let them go and tell me what are these two of my father's servants whilst he live may it please your grace to entertain them now tell me where wast thou born what is thine arms my name is baldock and my gentry i fetched from oxford not from heraldry <laughs> the fitter art thou bulldog for my turn wait on me and i'll see thou shalt not want i humbly thank your majesty knowest thou him gaveston ay my lord his name is spencer he is well allied for my sake 
let him wait upon your grace scarce shall you find a man of more desert then spencer wait upon me for his sake i'll grace thee with a higher style ere long no greater titles happen to me than to be favoured of your majesty cousin this day shall be your marriage feast and gaveston think that i love thee well to wed thee to our niece the only heir unto the earl of gloucester late deceased i know my lord many will stomach me but i respect neither their love nor hate the headstrong barons shall not limit me he that i list to favour shall be great come let's away and when the marriage ends have at the rebels and their complices exeunt scene three near tynemouth castle enter kent lancaster mortimer jr warwick pembroke and others my lords of love to this our native land i come to join with you and leave the king and in your quarrel and the realm's behoof will be the first that shall adventure life i fear me you are sent of policy to undermine us with a show of love he is your brother therefore we have cause to cast the worst and doubt of your revolt mine honour shall be hostage of my truth if that will not suffice farewell my lords stay edmund never was a plantagenet false of his word and therefore trust we thee but what's the reason you should leave him now i have informed the earl of lancaster and it sufficeth now my lords know this that gaveston is secretly arrived and here in time more frolics with the king let us with these our followers scale the walls and suddenly surprise them unawares i'll give the onset and i'll follow thee the tottered ensign of my ancestors which swept the desert shore of that dead sea whereof we got the name of mortimer will i advance upon these castle walls drums strike alarm raise them from their sport and ring aloud the knell of gaveston none be so hardy as to touch the king but neither spare you gaveston nor his friends exeunt scene four in tynemouth castle enter severally the king and spencer jr oh tell me spencer where is gaveston i fear me he is slain my gracious lord no here he comes now let them spoil and kill enter the queen the king's niece gaveston and nobles fly fly my lords the earls have got the hold take shipping and away to scarborough spencer and i will post away by land oh stay my lord they will not injure you i will not trust them gaveston away farewell my lord lady farewell farewell sweet uncle till we meet again farewell sweet gaveston and farewell niece no farewell to poor isabel thy queen yes yes for mortimer your lover's sake heavens can witness i love none but you exeunt all but queen isabella <sighs> from my embracements thus he breaks away oh that mine arms could close this isle about 
that I might pull him to me where I would, or that these tears that drizzle from mine eyes had power to mollify his stony heart, that when I had him we might never part. Enter Lancaster, Warwick, Mortimer, Jr., and others. Alarms within. I wonder how he escaped. Who's this? The Queen? I, Mortimer, the miserable Queen, whose pining heart her inward sighs have blasted, and body with continual mourning wasted. These hands are tired with hailing of my lord from Gaveston, from wicked Gaveston, and all in vain, for when I speak him fair he turns away and smiles upon his minion. Cease to lament, and tell us where's the king? What would you with the king? Is't him you seek? No, madam, but that cursed Gaveston. Far be it from the thought of Lancaster to offer violence to his sovereign. We would but rid the realm of Gaveston. Tell us where he remains, and he shall die. He's gone by water unto Scarborough. Pursue him quickly, and he cannot scape. The king hath left him, and his train is small. For slow no time, sweet Lancaster. Let's march. How comes it that the king and he is parted? That this your army going several ways might be of lesser force, and with the power that he intendeth presently to raise be easily suppressed, and therefore be gone. Here in the river rides a Flemish hoy, let's all aboard and follow him amain. The wind that bears him hence will fill our sails. Come, come aboard. Tis but an hour's sailing. Madam, stay you within this castle here. No, Mortimer, I'll to my lord, the king. Nay, rather sail with us to Scarborough. You know the king is so suspicious. As if he hear I have but talked with you, mine honour will be called in question. And therefore, gentle Mortimer, be gone. Madam, I cannot stay to answer you. But think of Mortimer as he deserves. Axiant all but the queen. So well hast thou deserved, sweet Mortimer, as Isabel could live with thee for ever. In vain I look for love at Edward's hand, whose eyes are fixed on none but Gaveston. Yet once more I'll importune him with prayers. If he be strange and not regard my words, my son and I will over into France, and to the king my brother there complain, how Gaveston hath robbed me of his love. But yet I hope my sorrows will have end, and Gaveston this blessed day be slain. Exit. Scene five. The open country. Enter Gaveston. Pursued. Yet, lusty lords, I have escaped your hands, your threats, your lorums, and your hot pursuits. And though divorced from King Edward's eyes, yet liveth Pierce of Gaveston unsurprised, breathing in hope. Oh, Malgrado, all your beards that muster rebels thus against your king. To see his royal sovereign once again. Enter Warwick, Lancaster, Pembroke, Mortimer, Jr., soldiers, James, and other attendants of Pembroke. Upon him, soldiers, take away his weapons. Thou proud disturber of thy country's peace, corrupter of thy king, cause of these broils, base flatterer, yield! And were it not for shame, shame and dishonour to a soldier's name, upon my weapon's point here shouldst thou fall, and welter in thy grave. Monster of men, that, 
like the English trumpet, trained to arms and bloody wars so many valiant knights. Look for no other fortune, wretch, than death. Kind Edward is not here to buckler thee. Lancaster, why talkest thou to the slave? Go, soldiers, take him hence, for by my sword his head shall off. Gaveston, short warning shall serve thy term. It is our country's cause that here severely we will execute upon thy person. Hang him at a bow. My lord! Soldiers, have him away. But for thou wert the favourite of a king, thou shalt have so much honour at our hands. I thank you all, my lords. Then I perceive that heading is one and hanging is the other, and death is all. Enter Earl of Arundel. How now, my lord of Arundel? My lords, King Edward greets you all by me. Arundel, say your message. His Majesty, hearing that you had taken Gaveston, entreat you by me. Yet but he may see him before he dies. For why, he says, and sends you word, he knows that die he shall, and if you gratify his grace so far, he will be mindful of the courtesy. How now? Renowned Edward, how thou name revives poor Gaveston. No, it needeth not. Arundel, we will gratify the king in other matters. He must pardon us in this. Soldiers, away with him. Why, my lord of Warwick, will not these delays beget my hopes? I know it, lords. It is this life you aim at. Yet grant King Edward this. Shalt thou appoint what we shall grant? Soldiers, away with him. Thus we'll gratify the king. We'll send his head by thee. Let him bestow his tears on that. For that is all he gets of Gaveston, or else his senseless trunk. Not so, my lord, lest he bestow more cost in burying him than he hath ever earned. My lords, it is his majesty's request and in the honour of a king he swears he will but talk with them and send him back when can you tell arundel no we won't he that the care of realm remits and drives his nobles to these exigents for gaveston will if he sees him once violate any promise to possess him then if he will not trust his grace and keep my lords i will be pledged for his return it is honourable in thee to offer this but for we know thou art a noble gentleman, we will not wrong thee so, to make away a true man for a thief. How meanest thou, Mortimer, that is over base. Away, base groom, robber of king's renown. Question with thy companions and thy mates. My lord Mortimer, and you, my lords, each one, to gratify the king's request therein, touching the sending of this Gaveston, because his majesty so earnestly desires to see the man before his death, I will upon mine honour undertake to carry him, and bring him back again, provided this, that you, my lord of Arundel, will join me. Pembroke, what wilt thou do? Cause yet more bloodshed? Is it not enough that we have taken him? But must we now leave him on? Had I wist, and let him go? My lords, I will not overwoo your honours. But if you dare trust Pembroke with the prisoner, upon mine oath I will return him back. My lord of Lancaster, 
What do you say in this? Why, I say, let him go on Pembroke's word. And you, Lord Mortimer? How say you, my Lord of Warwick? Nay, do your pleasure. I know how to approve. Then give him me. Sweet sovereign, yet I come to see thee ere I die. Aside. Yet not perhaps if Warwick's wit and policy prevail. My Lord of Pembroke, we deliver him you. Return him on your honour. Sound away. Exeunt all except Pembroke, Arundel, Gaveston, James, and other attendants of Pembroke. My lord, you shall go with me. My house is not far hence, out of the way a little, but our men shall go along. We that have pretty wenches to our wives, sir, must not come so near and bolt their lips. Tis very kindly spoke, my lord of Pembroke. Your honour hath an adamant of power to draw a prince. So, my lord, come hither, James. I do commit this Gaveston to thee. Be thou this night his keeper. In the morning we will discharge thee of thy charge. Be gone. Unhappy Gaveston, whither goest thou now? Exit Pembroke with his men. My lord, will quickly be at Cobham. Exeunt. End of Act Two